0: Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. I'm a journalist, author, interviewer, and broadcaster. And what you're about to hear is one of the roughly 1,400 interviews I did for publications such as the Irish Times, Sunday Independent, Hot Press Magazine, and for RT Radio 1. How do I know there are roughly 1,400 interviews? Because I recently digitised all the damn tapes myself. But remember that many of the interviews were done for the print media and recorded on cassette tapes. So some are, let's say, sonically challenged. However, I happen to believe that sonic consideration should at times give way to historical significance. And I'm glad to say that at least some powers that be in rt Radio 1 agreed with me on this and broadcast between 2015 and 2018 many of my interviews in a series called The Joe Jackson Tapes Revisited. What follows is a programme from that series. By the way, if you want to access the full tapes for personal or professional use, for example, in a documentary, you can contact me via my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com. Enjoy the podcast. This Charlie McCreevy interview took place way back in 1989. Nearly a decade later, McCreevy approached me at the opening of an art exhibition. And by the way, we'd never spoken before the interview or since. And he told me something that makes these particular Joe Jackson tapes a must for this series, I believe. McCreevy claimed that what he remembered most about our interview was that Fina Fall had been going through a painful period of transition and redefinition, particularly following the relatively recent coalition with the Progressive Democrats, and that our interview had captured this tension. Then tellingly, earlier this year, 2017, when I spoke on the phone with McCreevy for the first time since then, he verified for me that this remained his abiding memory of the interview. Then Charlie added, maybe only half-jokingly, but I can't remember all the th- controversial things I said to you back then. I'm here to jog the man's memory. But first, a few facts. Charles Charlie McCreevy was born in Salins, County Kildare in 1949, educated at NACE CBS, Gormanston College and at UCD where he studied commerce. He then became a chartered accountant and was elected a Fianna TD in 1977. That general election was a landslide victory for Charles Hawhey and his supporters, which included McCreevy. But five years later, he tabled a motion of no confidence in Hawi. This led to a leadership challenge by Desmond O'Malley, an open ballot that failed. Only 21 of 79 party members supported McCreeby's motion. They then became known as the Gang of 22. And McCreeby himself became, as he says in this interview, the devil incarnated to some fanatical supporters of Hawi in Fianna Fáil. It said his name... Was even on a death list.
1: There were very strange times in Fianna Fall, and fearful times. The, well, like I can't say it was ever. I can't say I was ever shaking at home at right. night. But but I did receive phone calls, and did my go, wife did received you get phone a calls. To do this and, oh yes, the, that was nice after the boat. Yeah, yeah coming out of the dog. By yes, him, but, and, oh, there was a whole day. That day there was a whole. That had to meet around eleven o'clock in the morning nearly eleven o'clock at night, and all Fianna Fáil people all over the country came right. up and were in buzzwords, and then getting into the grounds in the dog and they were all around the place, half Yard. You must be about Fianna Fáil is very close the family, they're yeah. all, and I coming and come out anyway, and we all they had to be ushered out by the, the, brought out by the ushers and the guardy, and that butchered that, wouldn't be sure. I was off in the football match and got far more events than that. I was only supposed <laughs> to be friendly.
0: All right, what about a strategy of intimidation and abuse that, that was imposed? Well. You even mentioned at the time a death list.
1: Are well, there was, a, look, at that particular time, there was, Fianna Fáil people took that as, I was the nearest thing to Satan. And Anyone do this against, and I tell you one thing my mother, who was a great liberated person, taught to be independent. If, if she had lived to see the me taking on Fianna Faul, that would the leader of Fianna Fáil, she would have publicly disowned me because whatever Fianna Fáil leader said, if he told you to jump, you jumped. If you lay down, that was and that is traditional attitude among Fianna Fáil people.
0: Well, they said that she, she was. I read somewhere that she and you both believed that Devon
1: that came close second to God. I know what I said actually was is that if it was a question of voting God and Devon there in our house, I wouldn't be too sure who would get the second preference. <laughs> that's what I said. All right, okay. And that's how it was. And that's for a lot of Fianna Fáil people to this day. And that's why the whole thing of coalition with the PDs has come as a great culture shock, Because right. there are lots of people who believe like that within the Fianna Fáil but party, but like my mother, which has been the strength of the Fianna Fáil party and I recognize it. But And the problem is, but has troubling me over the years anyway, that lots of those genuine Fianna Fáil people were very anti-me, that doesn't bother me too much personally, but they'd be anti-me for that kind of, I, I can understand why they are, because we like my mother like, like that was a deep thing and they wouldn't understand that this bastard from Kildare you know, I mean, what he, You know what is he doing to our party And but it's been hard to drag Fianna Fáil, but I say, into the 70s and 80s and 90s and what I've been doing is doing what I think is the best thing for the country sure. and the party
0: but was it ever so severe that there were death lists? I mean, that was a very strong allegation. Well, I not Did I ever say that? Well, it was in the Irish Times, yeah. It said that they uh, in, in some hotel, there was a, you gave a speech in a hotel, check that out, that, 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 that there was talk of a death list about people who had opposed and were publicly opposed Charlie oh, well, Hall. I was
1: the result all... I mean, if there were those kind of fanatics in the party, that, that should be. But there, there, there are fanatics in every party and. Uh, like, I can't. I remember I got abused at meetings and I got letters, bad letters, and I got phone calls, my family did, and everything else. But look, if 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 you believe what you're doing is right, you, you just do it. And you might be proved right today or tomorrow, When you might never be proved right. But you believe you're right, so that's the only thing that matters anyway.
0: I then suggested to Charlie McCreevy during this 1989 interview that the main thrust of what came to be known as the year of goobu 1982, and that was a tag thought up by Conor Cruz O'Brien, who described the political events that led to a second election that year as grotesque, unbelievable, bizarre, and unprecedented. A little over the top. Could perhaps be rooted in Hawkey's need to stifle dissent. I said to McCreevy that in European political parties, the inability to accommodate voices of dissent within the ranks was seen as a sign of political immaturity. By the way, the sounds you will hear in the background are made by someone who had arrived in McCreeby's office in Leinster House to serve us tea. And no, it wasn't Charles Hoy.
1: Yeah, but that's the point I've been making over the years being Fianna Fáil, you see. And in not, I wouldn't be thankful, this was the thing with all political parties here up to quite recently, that you didn't have any dissent at all, and I'm afraid it follows through both in Fine Gael and Labour and Fianna Fáil as well. But. I believe that, like, that part of the change of Irish politics will be is that people will be able to, someday I'll see the day in the House when there will be an issue that which won't be an economic issue or a national issue, that there will be freedom to vote within Fianna Fáil, that you can vote any way you like. And that, like, I like to think that in 1989, that the views that I got, Pillar even got thrown out for in the, the early 80s, is changed. Like, I'm still here, and it must prove something. Like, like the people have still elected me. Right. And I'm still here, and I think there's greater, that's a, that there's greater freedom now to be able to, because remember Fall Fáil went back 60 years and in Dev's time and the masses' time, it was a different type of people that were there, that TD came to the door and he did the party line, the whole thing anyway. I think that, I, I've been preaching for years, that is changing and I think that I'm part of that change and I have helped in that change as well. So would you say that uh,
0: TDs or even party leaders who can't accommodate those changes themselves, their days are
1: numbered? Hmm. The thing is that it's I like to see myself in one one of my roles anyway is a kind of saying things maybe a long time in advance of where the party gets to that idea. I remember financial rectitude, which was the big thing with me. Now I was found out in eighty two for saying things about financial rectitude. said the country needed economic rectitude, you know, that, that the economy had to be put right, you had to take stiff measures and everything else. At least nineteen eighty seven eighty87 fall came along and did that. And uh, at the time it was it was taught to be political that you couldn't get elected by saying those kind of things and now if you did those kind of things the Irish people would crucify you at the polls. Now we weren't crucified at the polls in eighty nine. We only got forty four percent of the vote, but as good as we got in eighty seven, I remember prior to the eighty seven election we promised everything to everybody. And we only we got forty four percent. See the people of Ireland have got more politically aware and you can't call the people anymore have with political any I mean, Is there,
0: there no school of politician that just won't
1: elect <clears> That is the problem, that is one of the problems, but, but, but hopefully that's going to change as well, like, like it's hard to change, like you have, it's a slow process, it's been a slow process in all the political parties here, and this it, happened, that, you know, the, the, the politicians take time to change, you see, part of the difficulty in Irish political life, see, see, the, just at the electoral system that we have, the politicians want to take a chance. He doesn't want to say anything outlandish, like what I've done in the past, or say put the through, because you can't say those things. Not supposed, it's not political to say those things. The people won't vote for you you say those things. That's been the general kind of yeah. in the vertical comments. So, so the politician always waits in Irish life, that. the mob, he waits for the mob as well going going forward, then he tries to catch up on the mob, rather than saying, I will lead the mob. And I like, think that I have been inclined to be a leader of saying, the politi- saying what I think is the right thing in going that way. Other politicians may wait, and it there is a change, I suppose, and mostly, see, the first thing about Irish political, life, I've said this in the past, so I'm not saying that you knew, is that uh, a lot of people's ambition right. in politics is just get into Leinster House at any cost, stay in Leinster House at any cost, and work your way up the political ladder to get into power. Now, I know that there's a great advantage in getting into political life if you want to do something about it, but lots of politicians know that they want power, but don't know what they want to do with it when they get it. And it's not, it's, not uh, it's, it's it's not thing that motivates me in politics. Well, I'm don't, I I'm not uh, uh, worrying every night of the week as to when I'm going to be Minister for kind of this, that, the other. I don't give too fussed about it, to be truthful about it.
0: Mary Harney said that she was once told by Charles Hawley that if she told the man she'd have a great future. Have you ever told that?
1: because your encounter his wrath as she did. I, I At the time I, of all that stuff. I've never, Charlie Harney never said to me, but I have to say, and people I know wouldn't or didn't but he just made do now. Strangest of esteem is anyway, is that we, him and I even enjoyed a very good personal relationship down to the years, that we can tell each other to go and jump with one another if we like or say what we like to one another. And we get on well as, per- because we like one well I like him personally and I think he likes me personally as well. At we, time, we uh, at the time you...
0: When you were drunk, you went out to concealing and all those places, But well, sure, kind of your eyes went up,
1: and In those meetings, when any face-to-face? Uh, we kinda of respect each other view. See I I suppose how and I are a bit like you see. One says there was a bit that but sure everyone tore strips off me. So sure, I was at meeting in the when there were two and three hundred people and all being for my blood. Would you have torn strips back then? Ah, yes, but see, the acts by nature things that you defend. If you do it, you know what you're doing is right, you just do it. And like, uh, I, like, I regard it as, I'm a great believer in sport. Uh, like, it makes the man is that you play hard, if you lose, you lose. And he won all the battles at those particular occasions. But I still. But the fact that you might,
0: you might have stood up and, and torn strips off in return might like, have made somebody say in the background, that's him.
1: Fucked. One well, great thing about Charlie High and Charlie McGreevy is this. Despite our mutual best efforts, we have both, both survived. <laughs> Like, his, my best effort is to, to get rid of him and his best effort is to get rid of me and both of us are still bloody here and we've come to learn to live with one another is is that we have, like, we get on... we always always on well personally, but uh, kind of... Uh, politically, is I'm able to... Uh, I am very much for... Since he was the original architect of the government's policy in 87, 89, the only one that said that should be done, I was totally... I think, and I said before the last election, that irrespective we did did badly, very well or very badly, and I didn't expect to be an overall majority is as well known, that we could hold our heads high and say that was the best government that was ever there in my time, and haji was leader of that government, and he has to be complimented for that. He did the right thing eventually. The only pity I can see is anyway why we had to wait so long. You see, everyone spoke about the economic problems of the country. Sure, Garrison, Jukes and the devil knows what, well, we all spoke about them, and something should be done, but no one did speak bugger all about them, until Hahi in 89 and no matter what way he's remembered he's remembered in, uh, in my opinion in, in history remember as the man who turned this country round. and for that he is to be complimented he he is the one who did it everyone else spoke about it and mouthed mounted and be bidding it but they fuck all about us except i and that government will be remembered as the best that turned the country around and i'm glad to have lived to see the day and i was still member of the party, the party that he fulfilled for me the long term views that I had when I supported him in seventy nine, that he was the man for the country, he proved himself that he was the man for the country eventually.
0: Next up I reminded McCreevy that Mary Harney had recently claimed in an interview that when it came to economic issues and social legislation, he was a prime candidate for the Progressive Democrats Party, and that the major difference between him and the party stemmed from his position in relation to Northern Ireland. But that I suggested to McCreevy was never really an option for him, was it? And listen out for his needless dig at Dunleary. I laughed. Maybe I should have given him a dig. It's my
1: hometown. It was never an option for me, to be honest but because I like, you see, I admire people very much that can lift themselves out with their back. You know, back and you know, See, for me, to me, like leaving Fianna Fáil. So, Paul, to lift themselves out in what? They up, or say they're, they're what they're brought up to believe in the one right. thing. See, for me to leave Fianna Fáil, to be honest with you, anyway, at any time, would have been. Impossible. I'm, uh, in this, well, i come in the say Well, I can't find the coins. I just remember what my mother would have said. Like she would have turned in her grave. You can't. You can do anything like. And, like I, I nearly proved that I have done nearly what I liked in being a and survived the bloody thing. And but you stuck in. So you, did you didn't move go because of your mother. I like no tradition and the north. The north would be very. See, whatever differences Charlie, High and I have had, we've never had a tincture of difference. Even in fact, about the northern Ireland thing, because. Uh, because we, like, maybe I'm an old-style, green, old nationalist deep in the background. And you see, there are lots, the, right. the, despite with the people of Dublin Four and the Leary might think about <laughs> Fianna Fáil as being a, a crowd of rednecks and one thing or another, there's a great old kind of, I'd prefer to be meeting a fella from, kind of, from Tlaherinkian County to there, a genuinely Fianna Fáil man, than I'd love to be sitting in a house in Dublin Four drinking tea and coffee like there's something great about them, they stick together when they're for you they're for you and there's that old spirit of camaraderie there's that old thread of say nationalism come republicanism going through us all and we stick it out together now I've done terrible things on them and upset them greatly because some of my greatest supporters in after 77 I upset them all by what I did and said and what I tried to do in the party and I said, but there's something great about them even the people who oppose me bitterly there's, I, I prefer to be in their company and with them and then the whole thing about the Northern thing is anyway, is that we are actually, no matter what people might think of it, if it hadn't been a Fianna Fáil for the last 60 years, there would be, no, be no constitutional national party. We were the kind of bulwark against kind of provoism and that type of thing. Now, there are certain elements of Fianna Fáil or a bit like that, but if you hadn't got a Fianna Fáil, say, for say 60 years ago, where would the, the genuine national expression have gone? It ended up in Fianna Fáil, most of it. Where would you have it? So they're very... Like, we have we we have been that barrier against kind um, of. I, you know? I do want to address that. address that in more depth all right. here, all right. I think that's a central yeah. issue. Okay, so you're saying then that the PDS are the Dublin Four Party? No, I know. You tell you must remember now they were all sleeping in the same bed together. So I had to, to be I have to be a little bit careful now, Joe. But uh, no, I, I you see, it, it, I, I, I preached over the years. I got terrible problems saying this, I said many years ago there was, nearly, there was no difference between Fianna Fáil.
0: Faw- no, do, do you now have
1: to be very careful? Ah, you know no, not at all. No, not at all. Sure, I wouldn't, uh, I'm going to say what I'm going to say anyway, oh, so, so okay. then you've got to ask me. Like I said, that, that was a kind of a joke, so you know oh, right. you need can leave it out. You see, I said many years ago when that got in big trouble that there was no basic difference between Fianna Fáil and Fianna Fáil and that Irish politics would eventually break down the left-right divide. Now, everyone is saying it now, but I remember them saying all those things. As far as I remember, the only journalists that agreed with me and wrote about it were, were one Dick Walsh and actually John Bowman who spoke a lot about it, or uh, kind of agreed with me. Now everyone, of course, is talking about it. Even the left didn't talk about it then. Do you think it but, would happen then? But you see, so I always said, where then is there a place in, in Irish politics for a party such as the PDs? Like, like if everyone doesn't, if you're like playing football and all the 30 players, all the 30 players on the pitch, 26 are in the right half of the field. It's very hard to yeah, get a at the fucking ball. Like, whereas it's easy to get the ball over the halfway line, the other four lads will be able to score. And it's the natural thing, like, what constituency is there there for long term to have three middle centrist right wing parties? So, in the long term, how it'd be very difficult to see, say, uh, a new party such as the PDs growing. Right. In the long term, it'd be very well in 87, and I said that, I actually said that the vote, but I didn't think that, that would be the toughest election. Now, I'd probably end up in twenty years' time, there'll be one centre-right party. Maybe we call it. I I'd probably call it. We call it Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, PD, whatever funny name we give to it. But in the long term, that has to happen. Back in nineteen eighty-nine, in the
0: most recent election, Fianna Fáil's share of the vote in Kildare had gone down, whereas Labour and the Workers' Party votes had risen. Couldn't this move to the left, I suggested to McCreeby, be a signifier of a trend nationwide? Likewise, mightn't the move away from Fianna Fáil reflect the fact that it now was seen more as a party of the advantaged rather than disadvantaged? Mightn't it be in danger, therefore, of losing what had been the core of its support? Outside Dunleary, of course. Rural and working class people.
1: The strange thing about that, though, about having preached about the left growing in Irish politics, it hasn't grown as fast in Kildare as I would have expected. Like the, the Labour as I thought it would have grown more in this election than it did. As a barometer
0: yeah. of a shift to the left and this public perception that Fianna Fáil is now becoming more
1: of a party for the advantaged? Uh, I, I, would, I would hate... I know that's the image that the left are trying to tag on us, Joe, no, the party of, uh, of the right. See, Fianna Fáil's great strength as Brian Lennon put it many years ago, it was neither... But uh, you said that earlier too, you said
0: there was very little
1: difference between... Yeah. Anyway. Fianna Fáil of Fianna Gael. Yeah, and
0: especially Fianna Fáil have
1: now absorbed Fianna Gael kind of. Uh, yes. Standard, you see, yeah, exactly. And the problem has been, anyway, we had by necessity. Like I'm all for, as you might well know, the government's last government's economic policy, which was really antipathy to the normal Fianna Fáil voter. The Fianna Fáil voter wasn't wasn't nurtured on that, in the Fianna Fáil sport. We were never the party for the hair shirt and everything else. Mm. But that's where he, I think, has been great leader he would know that wouldn't be the Fianna Fáil natural kind of constituency, and yet he was prepared to do it because it was the right thing to do. Like, I, I, I think Charlie Horry... Uh, At the risk of losing course. Of yes. Maybe I'm, I would like to often guard myself as a very malign person in Irish politics, but I think Horry is the most malign person in Irish politics, both from a personal point of view and also from a political point of view. See, no one has given him credit for that because he would know in his heart and soul. I'll give you a small example. After the 87 election... The Fianna Fáil TDs, ninety nine percent of the Fianna Fáil TDs, couldn't believe that we were doing what we were doing, and and that includes the cabinet. And none of them believed until months and months later. How could we be holding up the opinion poll, doing this kind of thing? Sure, because the Fianna Fáil voter, the common member, this was, they were totally aghast this part of thing anywhere, because the word never nurtured in this type of thing. And the Fianna Fáil vote has changed. But the problem has been now with Fianna Fáil is our, that we got 44% this election. It's a totally different 44% than we got in the 87 election.
0: Which is the question that it's becoming more middle class and less working class in rural So that's the question. The, yes. It's losing its core, which has historically been at the center of the Fianna,
1: yes, Fianna Fáil party. Yes, but that can be to recovered. Do you agree it is? Yes. The, I, the figures of this election would prove that. In my opinion, right. there is no doubt about it. Right. it Does that bother as, as yeah. I, you described yourself earlier as kind of Fiendafall to the court. It, it, yes, yes, it would in this sense, but I, 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 I put it down out this that we had to do what we had to do, at least how he was prepared to do it. It do, does bother me because, in one sense, go back to Brian Lent again, he's always said the great strength of Fáil was that we weren't caught up, the great strength of Irish politics was not Fiendafall, there was no class kind of politics. I, I kind of argue over the years that it was better. To be better to have this clear kind of class divide. I'm not so sure about it now. I think maybe that is. idea. you think it's moving in that
0: direction now? It's
1: moving that direction, yes. Class yeah. Divisions. yeah, I'm afraid so. And FINAFOL has always been the kind of catch all party yeah. of these. and We were really the Labour Party. We were really the Labour Party. In a normal European country, we were the Labour okay. Party because the Labour Party votes always about 10 or 11 percent, and we have really got what would be in other constituencies, other countries, their vote. Right. And that's evidence by the fact that trade unions must vote Fianna Fáil we wouldn't have the votes to be got. But do you
0: see then that as a danger sign hanging over the party?
1: Yes, I, I do. I, I, I'll, I'll have to admit that I do because I'm not too sure whether... I'm still now Charlie Hottie from this because like okay. I, I, I believe that he knows what he's at. But the Fianna Fáil kind of representative may not be as in tune with the different type of electorate that he is now representing than what he did in the past. And... Uh, that would be a little bit of a problem. Be, oh, that I want sure a bit like that. You said you wouldn't like to sit and have tea and coffee with the people in Dublin 4. No, I didn't. I didn't say no, Joe. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I have many cups of tea and coffee and that's the white wine in yeah, Dublin 4. Resist. I couldn't resist it. I don't blame you. I don't I, <laughs> I blame you. I deserve it. But uh, uh, is that... I'd like to, I would like to see Fianna Fáil losing what is the basic roots of Ireland like, right. like I spoke about them there earlier and they are really the, right. like the real side of the country.
0: Well someone suggested that Fianna Fáil's image as the party of the plain people of Ireland first began to be eroded when Lynch's government set up TACA established to raise funds for the business community. The question arising from that is, to this day the party refuses to make public these donations despite growing public fears that it is to these sources FINA Fall now owes its allegiances. Would you want
1: such secret funding made public? I would be, I would prefer. It if they, I would be in support of an act that would make the political funding of all political parties above the line that that you had to like the like United States system. The United States system that you had to. If all parties, if there's a bill of party and all parties agree, but it would that I, I would certainly not be agreeable to is that we'd be the only party that go along with it. But I, uh, as a principle, as a principle, yes, I'm in favour. So, do you think
0: the electorate have legitimate fears in thinking that the uh, governments can show all parties can show favouritism to those who?
1: Fine. I don't believe kind of it sense. I don't believe it necessarily true but once you have that type we you don't have disclosure you will like see Irish like that kind of thing see we're such a small little community right. like Sir Ireland is only a parish everyone knows got is good if you piss crooked at the corner to the fella down the road here before the end of the day Not who you be? And, like, that's the Irish way, like, you always look something bad into what the politicians are doing, or what anyone is doing, or, against me, so never, I'd like to see it. So it's would like you it. have
0: been uh, approached by people along the way to say, if you do this for me, i would have
1: the party. And, not for me, it's, because... it's that
0: local, and it's the parish.
1: Well, it's the, like, no, uh, I have to say, in, in case, for a TD, what could a TD do for you that you couldn't get yourself? Yeah, now what could I do for you? So, what would you ask me to do so what could I do for yeah, you? I not a member of the county council. Like I can only make reps and taste for you maybe to speed up things, say your social reference doesn't well, come through every case of me. So they I I personally know have never experienced it.
0: Okay, well what about this thing that was on the news today, Rory Quinn saying that there should be a sworn public inquiry if there is uh corruption in the planning
1: board? Well certainly disruption in the in uh, will Within the planning board, I have no hesitation is that the guardie should act in the first place and we we'll We we'll wait until we see the guard, uh, the guard investigation completed. Uh, what about we'll, the we'll have that there
0: are five politicians involved and some received sums of up to £50,000 as a
1: kickback mm-hmm. for helping in whatever way they could? That would be a, an absolutely scandalous situation, but we'll wait. I don't understand anything that we we'll preempt. Inquiry of the Gardaí, mm-hmm. like, I, like certainly, is, certainly no one could, could, could condone anything like that. It feeds into, like I was listening
0: to it on the news, it feeds into the public perception out oh, there, they go, those politicians are
1: that's, that's lying in their yeah, back pocket. That's, that's, that's the real sad thing about it, because, you see, I said many years ago that the Irish people were coming so cynical about the political system, and the strange, strange thing was on the radio the night Austin Curry was elected, I was doing the RT. and he said the one thing that alarmed him more than anything else down here was a cynicism that the public had about the political system and politicians. He said, at least in the North, he said, we know who the enemy is. It's the the, it's the gunman of all sides, and that's the enemy of democracy. I said many years ago that the enemy of democracy down here was just what he spoke about here: this cynicism about politicians. And part of the reason was we kept doing this tweedledum to shit election, throwing money at them and promising things, doing ridiculous things, and it... I, I, yeah, and, Curry said, as a new person, I'm glad that someone came in new and could see it. Something I preached on for years. And this is another thing that would lend itself to that type of thing. And that's the sad thing about it. And by the way, when I saying now, say now, as against your own profession, your own profession, right. they, they have a lawful lot to be responsible. Or in kind of in kind of cultivating that image about the politicians as well. Not about this thing about the planning thing around you get, but the whole thing. The politicians call. are only in it for what can get out when everyone is knackered. Right. Every, like the worst, as I said one time, the worst, normally to be a politician in the country is to be a calling. Do something good. In Ireland it's you nearly the threads of humanity to say you're a politician. You need to be ashamed to say it sometimes as to be a politician because oh that kind of dirt oh you oh. know like anyone anyway, tell it's a dirty game, you know All right.
0: I don't I don't mean to set journalists against politicians, but Charles Fahuberba telling Vincent Brown to fuck off when he tries to raise the questions about the good man issue again would heighten public
1: fears. Well like I I break everybody in 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 defending uh, the things I do myself without trying to defend what Charlie Hawke said of Vincent Brown. but... I so <coughs> see how it's feeding into what you say is the public perception of politicians. Yes, but don't but, way but the, the media. The, 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 well, I, the media just reported that.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, when in the pre election uh, one discussion the, the, the subject was attempted to be
1: broached, it was all the
0: top of oh, my code.
1: Forget it. Well, they, if that occurred, it occurred, I, 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 like, if there's, if, uh, I'm sure Commissioner Mr. High and Mr. Brown have their own ways of conducting things, but, the, but let me say this, kind of like, I wonder if Vincent Brown or any of the stars in the radio, do they uh, be so much open to kind of public criticism as politicians have to be the whole time? Like, they're not, like, the, the one people, the one people who can take criticism less than any other sector outside right are German media people, they cannot take it at all. They, 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 they
0: can't even vote it is it OK but there are serious questions opened up about the kind of the Goodman controversy the sugar company company. do, do they raise questions in your mind as to the political system and, and raise doubts in you as a member of the public as well as being a politician well I, I, I'd have to say about
1: the whole thing about the, the whole kind of kind of Goodman episode Larry Goodman has become the kind of bet narr now of Irish politics anyway because he's been very successful see there's great thing about Irish life is this anyway you, you can hardly win like in America if you fail if you start a company and it fails the first time Joe comes along and says hard look about that now Mick try again you try again and you fail the second he says, yeah, and you fail, he says try again and you succeed the third time he says good man Joe Jesus Christ you're a great man now you're a millionaire one thing another in Ireland if you fail the first time they'll say I bet Jesus sure I knew him sure I'm sure, sure he couldn't sure he, 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 he was anyway if, if you could see they'll say oh, sure I knew him, he didn't have the arse in his trousers and he couldn't have got it right see that's the great thing they the the notion of begrudgery in irish society is wonderful stems through politics and larry goodman has a very successful uh person in ireland he has made millions of pounds for for the country and of course for himself and of course he's been so successful that now he attacks that i even admire larry goodman actually larry goodman is one of the few people i have actually never met right. what about those who suggest that he made his fortune because
0: of the government
1: i mean you're not suggesting there's no corruption for surely sure. I'm, I'm suggesting is that un, until it's proved to me that anything with Larry Goodman has been corrupt, I, until it's proved to me, I say Larry Goodman has been very successful and fair play to him and I hope okay. wish him thousands of pounds, thousands of more. Larry Goodman was a great success long before the last Fianna Fáil government or the previous coalition government that Larry Goodman has been the great success stories of Irish life. I, he's a man that started off with a carton done doc and I admire him like I, 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 I'm one of those people, he started off small he's got very big and more power to him for, for, for making the wealth that he's done and he's created lots of employment here and I wish him the best and of he luck he loves
0: enough. the Fáil party too
1: Larry Goodman, I'm sure, I don't know Larry that well but I'm sure that Larry is out to do to do as best he can for his company and himself and when the were in power and anything else, he'd love them as well. Right so would you have encountered corruption in your own time? Look. I've seen corruption in GA clubs and rugby clubs and everything else, miniature corruption, sure, I've, but experienced as a politician, I haven't. I haven't been, I've never been in a position that anyone tried to corrupt me. Maybe because, maybe because it's like the Fianna Fáil organization Because they don't even bother now to hassle me anymore about my views about anything. Like yeah. back 10 years ago, Jesus, I've been in trouble the whole bloody time anyway, because they've come to accept. That I'm going to do my own thing. So, maybe an account of it, I'm an independent person. People don't bother me with that type of thing.
0: Well, also, if you're known as being honest and direct and outspoken, you would
1: not be the person to approach Exactly. It, it involving you in corruption. That's probably it. So, I'm not the person to be trying to do that. Do I, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, well, maybe it has to be. So, if right. you want to ask some Neds about because I, 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 I might be the worst right. example you could right. share. Uh, yeah, that
0: here I had to ask McCreevy if he felt he was being penalised at a local and national level. He was, at this point, a backbencher by Fianna Fáil for having been what they might call a bad boy opposing Hawhey in 1982. First, he focused on what had been his position on Kildare County Council.
1: Because The reason I had the count Council 85 was Fianna Fáil didn't select me to run 85, they denied me the nomination.
0: Oh, yeah. That was part yeah. of their
1: politics as well, they wanted to have their pound of flesh and they got it. In fact, it was a bit of luck not to be selected 85. Right. Because I, I think I would have had great trouble being elected in the 85 local elections. Has so you lost your nomination because you've been a bad boy? No, I think the reason I lost the yes, because all the row had gone on between 79 to 85, and the area I represented, the FINAPAR organisation, was really the hardcore of any support against me, and they wanted to have their pound of flesh, so they, they didn't deny me the nomination. It, it turned out to be a lucky thing, I think. I think, I don't know.
0: Seamus Brennan, another graduate from the Club of 22, has been taken so far back into the fold that he now has a position, ministerial position, which you haven't.
1: Seamus Brennan has become a minister of Fianna Fáil. I'll have to say one thing as well about Fianna Fáil. Since he uh, formation of the PDs in 1985, that cut out a lot of the, the all, internal trouble of Fianna Fáil because it was it a was matter then of push-up or show up And we all kind of, like the Fianna Fáil part of me after that, Developed into a real kind of forum that you could say that you could go up and give your genuine views. No one, t- no one kind of labelled you one way or the other, and it did bring a great amount of unity uh, after the formation of the PDs. Now, Seamus is in the cabinet now, so like he's there. I'm, did uh, you expect a you
0: know, position this time
1: around? I don't at all. God's sake, not at sure all. No, not all. Sure I know whether I, I, I'd be honest with you anyway, is that 10, 11 years ago it would have. I would have been you know it would have been not a major ambition of mine but i would like to be anyway but it's no longer i i like the role that i have in fianna fall i can uh, i more or less the freedom without being authorized to do things i have down to the years i i, I like i have a certain amount of respect for the views i have it's not an ambition of mine to, like if i i'd like to be if if i'm going to be ever selected as a fianna Fáil minister i'd like to be selected on the village ship. Right. Rather than the I come from, or from my colourful views, or anything else, I just like to be selected on ability. Oh, if you're a friend of the party later. or a friend of anyone. I, I, I That's the reason. I, 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 I. If I was to be a minister, I'd like to be because someone thought I was best man for that job at that time.
0: But you claimed earlier that you are still on friendly terms with
1: council. Uh, oh, very, very friendly terms with it. Yes, I. So, just uh, that's a problem.
0: So we don't. Can we expect the member of of Fáil
1: TD to be rewarded? Being a friend, I don't that should be the best rewarding making anyone the captain minister. You don't I, think it should be? It should be, but, no. but it has been. It may have been like everyone depicts. If you pick, if everyone was to pick, as I said, the Irish rugby team, that would all pick 15 different players. It's the job of the leader of the party to pick his team, and it's his right. Some people do it. If I was leader of fail I'd select the, the captain on a far different basis than you if you were the leader of FINAFAL, like uh, or than Charles Hawking. Well, sure, everyone is selected differently. And uh, but the, the, he's he's the leader, he picks his team. It's it's not, it's not, I, I can genuinely say the only, tell you the only thing. Now, can is you saying, I, do you not feel that uh,
0: I really yeah. not, stand back and say I shouldn't have done that?
1: No, well, I think I, 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 I tell you the only thing that's ever vexed me about criticism about thing, lots of things written about me down to the years. I must have sold more newspapers for Tony O'Reilly than any man in Ireland. And I, so he loves I, I hope he, <laughs> I hope he, 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 he lives accountably the there. and I, I think I genuinely deserve a few kind of shares for <laughs> all the papers I saw from over the years. But but I don't think there's independent year. But having said that, and I've had good press and I've had bad press and I've had belittling press and everything else, both locally and nationally. And sometimes and I never no there's no journalist in this country can ever say that I rang him up to criticize what he said about me. Right? right? I take it on the chin whether it's good or bad. But one thing that had, if I could say there's only one thing in my political life that was ever written or implied about me that vexed me that was in 81 and 82 and 81 that I was doing all those things because I had been passed over for promotion. That is the one thing that has ever ever vexed me and it was a Fáil naturally did it and the press followed up and locally nationally, and, and the local people said no the Fianna Fáil also the only reason we're like that. That is the furthest thing from the truth anyway. That's the only thing that's ever written about me, I Jesus Christ when there's a bad thing written about you you don't like it, and you get real mm-hmm. mad. but. The, other, the thing that vex, because that is not true. That's the only one thing that's, ever, that's vexed me more than anything else. Sure, what you're going to write about me is probably going to vex me as well, but I won't bring you up to say it. I'd say, sure, that's his opinion he formed on the base. of to that's i just present what
0: you said. But,
1: but that's, uh, that, is, uh, like, because that is not an issue with me. So he asked me to be no. passed over. That doesn't bother me at all. I may be just one person, maybe the only person in the Fianna Fáil party that thinks like that. But right. and most issues, I have been for a long time, the only person I thought that way. It is, not, it is not an issue to me. It neither was in the past nor is now. It doesn't bother me at all.
0: Here I had to suggest that maybe the only way Charlie McCreevy might be offered a ministerial position, or indeed if the following was feasible, even as a concept become party leader, was if Hawhey lost power. Incidentally, McCreevy never became party leader, but on February the 11th, 1992, he did receive his first ministerial position, Minister for Social Welfare, when Hawhey was replaced as Taoiseach by Albert Reynolds. I should have made a bet.
1: I said one time about myself, I thought it was radio or television or uh, an interview. I said I didn't really think I was supposed to be a member of anybody's party. I, uh, be, because I just, I suppose I'm not really a team player in the sense that I'm going to, like, Like, okay. like the, despite what I might try and do, say, okay, I came here with you today, or anyway, and I said to myself, coming up, I, the press office asked me that you'd submit the questions. And I said, don't bother. I said, uh, cause that had, I'd be thinking up the answers to them. Oh, yeah. And and I said to myself, well sure I'll be trying to be kinda of half responsible. You know, I won't send anything, I won't let a few curses. And I'm fond of cursing. You know what I mean? Like I bad language you know I can mean? do. Uh-huh. And I did it. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't be the kind of person that'd be I, I, I said one time, I think it was on the radio, I said anyway. I, said, I think the only party I could remember of was one night would leave myself. Because I, I think I'm the only person that could agree with was with myself. Like I'm not like uh-huh. I'm not uh, they say that's my weakness. Our strength, whatever the case may be, maybe weakness and strength. Weakness. weakness and strength. They could be either. And, like, it's not that uh, I'd like to. Uh, so that- I, I I, think it's the case in Irish politics for the Oliver Flanagan, Lord I them, the Connor Cruiser Bryans, personally, don't agree with it all, and I don't agree with Oliver Flanagan, the Michael Day Higgins, the John Kellys, and the Charlie McCreevy's take five. Oh. People who maybe say the outlandish thing at times, well before it's time it's popular and or politically powerful. Uh, politically profitable, but it leaves people in the sector. X. Not everything that either ever of us has said, but at least with all those people you can say at least you know what they stand for. I can disagree totally with Conor Cruz O'Brien, absolutely with him. Don't agree with anything he said, but you have to disagree with him, you have to be able to stand up and think why disagree with him, and you have to analyse the reasons why, and I think that there's a place in all politics maybe, maybe wouldn't be good if any of the five of the people that I mentioned be members of Cabinet huh. maybe, maybe wouldn't, to be, to be Maybe maybe we just wouldn't. So I'd like, I am suggesting that's maybe more the
0: reason that you have been passed over than you're
1: uh, being a maverick, as they say? Well, you see, I suppose, like, no, there's lots of reasons. Like, like Charles Hawley's been leader for most of the time that I've been, uh, yeah, for all the time, about two years. Uh, and I suppose he's had his own reasons. I have his party reasons to consider. I've been so outspoken and caused so much trouble to the party. See, see if, if lots of Fianna Fáil people, I'd be the devil in still incarnated. I think that has changed a little anyway because I or so this people say or people think, say things like I am a reasonably good judge of uh, you know I, I'm able to think down the road what will happen at least one to another maybe all the things I've said on account of the fact that it turned out to be correct like I'm right. I, I predicted the demise of the, economy the country and all things happen that maybe I've got more respect now from the Fianna Fáil voter Fianna Fáil supporter than I used to I, I'd like to think you said was I popular I'd like to think that I Reasonably popular. I don't hold grudges. You see, right. like I might hold it for twenty four hours, maybe as long as it will to be a week, but I just forget about that and pass on.
0: As a betting man, would you lay a bet that Charlie won't please his partner to the next
1: election? Well, that's a that's a totally subjective judgment about uh, about that. You have to know Charlie he's mind to answer that question. Like part of being a politician, Charlie Haigh's like like you wouldn't know how he thinks personally about his own life. Maybe he wants to retire. Maybe he doesn't want to retire, and everything else. So therefore. I'd say for as long as he wants to be there, he will be there, but he may not want to be there. And there are many
0: people in the party because of the current grounds for opposition to the coalition who don't want him to be
1: there. Uh, there will, it would be stupid to deny that there's not opposition within the Fianna Fáil organisation to the whole thing of coalition. That's where I think Cotty oh, has been exceptionally brave as well. And I know the media won't give many credit for this, because they're saying, in the eyes of the public and the eyes of the media, he just did this for totally power reasons. In my opinion, it was the bravest decision ever made by a Fianna Fáil leader.
0: Even so, it was claimed that Jackie Fahey, who opposed most vocally the coalition, was one of the few articulating what many Fianna Fáil politicians were truly
1: feeling. Jackie Fahey probably reflects a genuine concern and feeling of a lot of Fianna Fáil people. Not me, because I believe I was absolutely totally in of what Charlie Hawley did and played a little part in it. I, I, I can understand kind of Jackie Fahey, what he's... About anyway, I think he's wrong, but he's entitled to his opinion. He's like, to, he's he, he, to what? he, he. In the past, he's wrong to speak out. Or to, no, no, to, no, to no, no, absolutely not wrong to speak out. I defend the right of any man to speak right. out. I think, I think, and a lot of, I think that a lot of fiendfall people are wrong in their attitude about this coalition with the PDs, that it is the evolving nature of Irish politics, it is the change in Irish politics, and we have to learn to go with it. I am totally for it, and would have been in any event. I see it as a natural Europeanisation and modernisation of Irish politics. I see nothing wrong with it at all. But I do recognise there are people, strong Fianna Fáil people. My mother has 12 years now. Like, for people like that, I'd say it's a... I know I wouldn't have to go to Fianna Fáil meeting to find out. I know it is a terrible shock to them one thing another. I different views. I'm more kind of like this is a natural thing to me and i'm all for it
0: you were instrumental in setting up the talks at the beginning weren't you that, that charlie called you and asked you to verify the the authenticity of mary
1: yes harney's. yes yes well well see, see, see mary harney and I lives not very far from five miles away in the different position we've been friends going back before we ever committed this i was about 1973 or 74 and that's a long time ago so and were- so we despite mary harney's we've many political rows and what the other but she's a very close personal friend of mine so therefore I was kind of the link uh, on account of Mary Harney made the speech on the Sunday, and yeah, everyone you. know that her and I were close uh, friends and a very personal, uh, no, we're close personal friends, and we're also very all down to the years. when I was in trouble in Fianna Fáil. She was the one person, time in and time out, that defended me. When he called
0: end. did you ever get a sense of either gotcha or my God, choose anybody to get this thing
1: rolling? Well, you want to remember like, this would be very known in the public eye is that over the past number of years now, kind of, Charlie Hockey and I would. Not only good friends, but we, we, we discussed many political things that the public wouldn't be aware of. Like he would. Would be aware of. Would, would not it? be aware of. Wouldn't. <clears throat> and the, see, in Irish life again, you see, if, if you and I had a row, big row, so we're never supposed to be friends again. Right. See, neither holly or McCreevy are like that anyway. Okay. Like, I mean, anyway, it, it like, we took each other on at various stages anyway, and it's all over, and it's in the past, and that's right. well forgotten about.
0: Well, if you were instrumental in forming the coalition, how do you think those who voted for you personally would feel about it? Or party members who might feel betrayed by you?
1: Well, I know that there would be certain party members in County Clare who don't like the idea of it at all. Have you had any f- feeling back on that level yourself? Very little, myself, because as I explained earlier anyway, the feeling of all organisation would... Plus the people who voted for you.
0: But they might say, this is not what we voted
1: for. I'd say the 9,000 uh, 9, people about to vote for me is the majority would feel that I did the right thing. But in any event, even, 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 even if I knew that the, that the whole 9,000 who voted for me said that that was the wrong thing, it wouldn't stop me from doing it either way. Cause, mean, I mean, cause, because I all my political life, and that's one of the reasons votes are up and down. I have done what yeah. hasn't been the mainstream thing. I have done what I believe to have been correct, and the people have to accept me like that. Like the next next time, I only get nine votes, but it won't bother me either. <laughs> that's going to make you sound very
0: much like an autocrat and a dictator and arrogant.
1: Yeah, I suppose I am. Yeah, I see. I, I, that's one thing that uh, the Charlie Heene and I have in common. And I've also this to him Anyway, like. Uh, autocratic dictatorial not, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm autocratic but I'm arrogant in the sense is that I'm, I'm arrogant in the sense is that I know my own views I would think they're right and I'll do them I mean and I, I don't think anyone I, I, I'm not afraid to take on anybody in a debate or I'm not afraid to take on these views I, I, I'm arrogant in the sense of my own opinions I'm arrogant I'm, I'm very opinionated with the other but if I'm proved wrong one thing thing about me that I think is a good point about me when I'm wrong I admit I'm wrong but I mean, and 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 and, and, and 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 when I apologise to a person, I apologise unequivocally. I don't say I apologise, but, I apologise. So,
0: so, so, might that be why you and Charles Hawley get on? Two autocrats having tea together? Uh,
1: maybe, maybe I I can't say about him anyway, but I know that. But you can't say that he is an autocrat. That is a, that's a public perception. It's the authority. public perception. I suppose. We, I don't think I'm autocrat. I don't try to. Uh, uh, Make people do as I want. I just I'm autocratically opposed to my own opinions. I'm, right. I, I'm, I'm arrogant. Yeah, yes, I admit I'm arrogant. Yes, I'm arrogant in my opinions because I think they're right, and I just do them. And I suppose I, I suppose that's a weakness. But I believe, right. and I'm prepared to follow it through. And if i prove proved wrong, I'm wrong. And if I'm right, it doesn't worry me next election, like any election. The things I've done in the fall and everything else, like like sure. And with the last small votes, All oh, my friends, my colleagues hearing it all down to the years when they said, God, you know, you won't get any votes next election. I said, sure if I don't, I don't. That's it.
0: Not long before this interview, it was reported that the part of Charlie McCreevy's argument for the coalition was that U-turns had been a part of Fianna Falls' history from the outset.
1: That is not a a correct quote of what I said. That is what someone must have said, what I said at the Fianna Fáil party meeting, which wasn't reported. My line was was, was was not reported oh, See the three okay. to party meets but that's what some journalists wrote in the paper, someone else would have thought of. But I did mention those things that you referred to about the changes that we made in the past. But the point I was making is that the leaders at those times had very tough decisions to make. And they did it they did what they did, for the thought was in the best interest of the country. They were there entered the it all, right? Having, uh, having having a major problem about the oath of allegiance and one thing or another. But it was a tough thing to do there was a tough decision to make I was saying in 1932 when we were in government Sinn Féin had supported this canvassing on the electorate at that election and yet we then the pressure came out from the organisation our organisation I mean, to let those people out of jail in the 40s I made the point anyway that we allowed people to die in in jail to, to, and we executed people in the 40s people who had fought side by side with people in because it was in the best interest of the country that was the point I was making and we now were trying to make a decision about coalition, which was a tough decision. But you had to compare it with tough decisions that had to be right, made but, in the past.
0: true Republicans would have seen that as a selling out, too.
1: Yes, and true Republicans, like, had great members of the Fianna Fáil organization terrible trouble with extradition, like in the recent past. I've right. going back, say, 40 years or so, but in, in, in the past couple of years. There's always been that kind of trouble, not trouble in the that kind of tearing at Fianna Fáil in the sense that anywhere we, like... We are kind of, we are very much say, we're kind of nationalist, Republican party, and yet we've had to do in government things that we, like really tore at the heart of the old organisation of the party, and yet so it would,
0: was you, would you then oppose something like extradition because it
1: tears at the heart? No, like, 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 like I believe deep down, I don't know what political background with you come from Joe, but I know that for of all people, is anyway, that it was a tearing of things to have anything to do with the Brits at all, yet. Like, yet, as a, uh, as, as a national party and as a government, we had to do what was the right thing internationally and the right thing for the Irish people was to have an extradition agreement with Great Britain. And, like, there's that problem the whole time. And even in myself, there's always been a problem anyway about... So what i refer to was the breeding side of my brain, B-R-W-E-D-I-N-G, mm-hmm. right? And the logical side of my brain. Right. Like, and the whole thing is encapsulated about the whole Northern Ireland thing, that they all kind of... The old kind of birthright was, you know, Jesus Christ, you're nothing to, you know, like like the you know, the Brits, over, you know, we're always against them and we have to get united there and everything. The Yet the logical side of my brain says, well, we have to have talks, we have to negotiate, we have to have uh, the whole government in Northern Ireland or whatever the case may be, we must participate, we must have extradition with these people. Yet on the other side, there's that kind of thing. And see, you don't have to scratch many Irish people to find that old oh, latent nationalism, whatever it is, going back hundreds and hundreds of years. You must remember. We've 800 years of history to pull out of our brain in the last 60, right? But I remember when I was in school in the 60s, down in there, and what the history like it was all the oppression that we had suffered from, yeah. like the penal yeah. days, the famine, everything. The Brits were the cause of all our ills. It's hard. That's in the psyche of most Irish people. So in, in this, the of Irish Irish either,
0: people. this dichotomy in you, which side is winning?
1: I suppose the lo- deep down the logical side wins on most occasions but all the same and i, I, I that's the most and that's very like that's where I understand Charlie high so 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 well about the Northern Ireland thing and what he said about various things in the past that's why I understand him very well because I know that, that that I experience the same problems
0: you think he has that tension
1: he's t- oh, I, oh absolutely two yes directions. i, 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 I Absolutely, some of them. Like somebody speeches down to the ears, and maybe his attitude toward the Anglo-Irish Agreement time was now everything. I can understand that so well because it's the same thing, you know, the same pulling together like that.
0: Unfortunately, at this point, that particular Joe Jackson cassette tape ran out, and when I had a follow-on tie up the loose ends phone chat with McCreevy, I mistakenly used a tape that contained the final five minutes from our face-to-face meeting. But what I remember most from that five minutes is the fact that the breeding side of Charlie McCreeby's brain clearly went into overdrive when I suggested, for example, that Pierce and de Valera's contribution to Fianna Fáil must be continually critically reassessed rather than simply regard them as sacred cows of Irish history. McCreeby said to that, it is, I'll admit, difficult for me to even apply the phrase sacred cows to the people you mention. I can't. I asked if he believed the same thing applies to most people in Fina Fall. He replied, Yes. I then suggested that surely the first phase for Fina Fall in stepping beyond the shackles of history is to re examine sacred cows, and if needs be, to shoot them down, then move on. McCreevy countered, You lodge a strong argument, but I still must say to you in all sincerity that this is one of the sacred cows I have the greatest difficulty dealing with. Pierce our dev, I asked. He said, What they both embody. And finally, Charlie McCreevy agreed that Fina Fall, as a party of pragmatists rather than ideologues, was in that sense out of step with developments in European politics. And he said that if it didn't develop, quote, the necessary ideological base of being a centre right, free enterprise, laissez faire conservative type party, it might vegetate in the bogs of history. But while we're talking about sacred cows, let's end with a clip from that phone call and McCreevy's colourful comment when I asked his opinion of Margaret Thatcher, who was at the time the British Prime Minister. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Joe Jackson Tapes Revisited, and
1: good night. I think I'm a contradiction in most things that I do and say in one thing or another. Now, I'm sure there are I know that there are. I'm a bit of a contradiction in, in myself. Sorry. And I have a totally contradictory kind of position about Margaret Thatcher. I like her balls. Right. right? Uh-huh. I admire anyone, even my biggest enemy politically or anyone else, that has a bit of neck and guts. I admire anyone like that, even fellas that have beaten me into the ground. I'm a great admirer in the sporting knowledge, the fellow that right, sure. and she up and shake and I admire her that she's so much balls, but on the other hand she's a tyrannical bloody bitch. Right. Right? In relation to what
0: the, the, like, the like her, her sensitivity self- to to our, to the uh, Irish problem.
1: The whole, that? the whole her whole lack of sensitivity to the Irish problem. Right. So every time you know she like but that it's not just confined to Mrs. Thatcher the insensitivity the, the British establishment just don't understand
0: the Irish full stop. Hi Joe Jackson here again. I thank you for listening to this edition of the Joe Jackson Interviews podcast. And don't forget if you want to access the full tapes for personal or professional use, contact me via my website joejacksoninterviewer.com